Welcome to Recovery with Root, a podcast centered on topics surrounding mental health and addiction. Through our Advanced Recovery Institute, a new entity of the Root Center for Advanced Recovery, we are committed to research and training to elevate clinical care. We hope you find this podcast informative, and most of all, we hope that it helps improve the lives of others. Remember, we're in this together, and recovery is possible. Welcome back to another episode of Recovery with Root. Today, I am joined with Haley Proto, who is actually a yoga instructor who comes to our clinic, specifically in Willimantic, to offer yoga services to our clients, as we know this is so beneficial for folks in recovery. Haley, thanks for being here today. Thank you so much for having me, Margot. We hear so much from our clients how much they love your services and your classes. Tell us a little bit about why it's so impactful and meaningful for you to come and do this. Well, I think that... Yoga for recovery can play a big part in adding tools to your toolbox for recovery in general. The reason why it becomes so impactful is that I'm a firm believer that the reason we are in recovery, the reason we found our way to that addiction to self-soothe us is because we're not comfortable being in our bodies. And so what yoga literally translates to, yoga meaning yoke, it's the connection of body and mind. And so when we practice being in our bodies, getting comfortable in our bodies, that translates out into everything we do in the world. And when we're comfortable and we're confident and we're secure, we don't need to rely on those former habits to soothe us. And when you talk about those former habits, we're trying to build new habits, healthier habits. How have you seen some of our patients transform over the course of their training with you? Well, it can vary from person to person depending on which aspect of yoga they're particularly drawn to. There are many aspects of the practice. However, people will regularly tell me that the calm mind, finding ease in their daily lives, and being able to work from a a place with less stress and anxiety allows them to accomplish so much more. Some folks may be listening to this and think, oh, yoga is not for me. I'm not flexible. I don't have the patience. What would you say to them, at least just to give it a try? Well, absolutely. I do recommend giving it a try. So one of the common misconceptions when people walk into the room with me for the first time is they think that I'm going to like make them do some kind of crazy contorted backbending pose, balancing pose, tree pose, whatever it is. And it, it is the common imagery we see when we even Google search the word yoga. But the reality is the asana, which is the movements, the poses in yoga, is one branch of an entire tree, an entire tree. And so what we're doing is we're starting on the lower branches. We start focusing on something called the yamas and the niyamas. And these are the first two branches of the tree of yoga. And it's about internal reflection, self-study, and in their ethical codes to live our lives. And they, I joke that they kind of mirror the Ten Commandments, right? But it's for a yogic way of living. And when we start to incorporate 
these things into our lives, we are able to take our yoga, which we eventually do get to poses, we're able to take our yoga off our mat and actually live it. And that is the goal of yoga is to live your yoga. It's not just something you do on a mat. And you're talking about on a mat and all those postures, but a lot of it also comes back to mindfulness and breath work, which we know is so crucial when you're having those moments of perhaps cravings or withdrawal or anxiety and depression, the the breath really can help. Yes, the breath is a huge connection. In yoga, it's called pranayama. And we practice pranayama type practices or breath work practices that help to calm the mind lower the blood pressure, and bring you back to zero. And zero is a place that I describe as a place of ease. You know, if zero is ease, 10 is totally out of control. You're no longer in the driver's seat. And so we want to be working through challenges. We want to be working through joy. We want to be working through relationships from a place of ease. And when we're stressed out, when we learn how to not allow our emotions to take complete control, to take the wheel from us, we are able to ground in the discomfort in our body and being okay with it, right? And when we become comfortable with being uncomfortable, that is how we grow. That is how we expand and find joy in our lives. What have some of our clients said to you? Some of our clients have said that they can't imagine not having a yoga practice any longer, right? So like they've started coming and they cannot believe the changes that it's made in their lives. And so they're regularly looking for recommendations of things they can do at home, uh, YouTube channels, uh, yoga nidra, meditation practices that I've sent them out. Um, I'm always referring to clients to different teachers, different places where they can practice for free, if not donation-based. And A lot of the people will joke at how different the practice is in this room than what they thought it was going to be. And that's the part I find the most powerful, right? Because people walk in hesitant and when they leave, they feel empowered. One of the things I'll regularly say to my recovery clients is that people in recovery are more yogic than any person just walking off the street in the studio. And the people coming to the studio love them, love that they found yoga. But in the West, people find yoga for its calorie burning benefits. And that's okay. I love that too. But the essence of yoga is that internal reflection. And when a person realizes that something has become unbalanced in their lives, that they need to get control on something that's gotten out of control. They've already started the process of internal reflection. So when they walk through the door, the things I'm talking about make more sense to people in recovery than somebody who just found me after finding yoga at a gym, right? So it's almost like they have 
the the leg forward, the step up, whatever it is. They they've they've found their way there more quickly and they understand the practice on a deeper level. So it's so funny you talk about that because even myself, I enjoy practicing yoga. And I told you before we started this is that I like the more athletic kind. And I think that's what a lot of people, their preconceived notions is that, you know, it's a workout, but also has some mindfulness. But really there are yoga classes where the calorie burning, the physical aspect is secondary. It really comes back to a place of peace and and they might not even get breathless or anything like that in these classes. Absolutely. Depending on who comes to join the practice itself, what we do for movement could vary. Um, I always gear the practice to whoever's in the room, but I am known in the yoga world for teaching restorative yin meditation and gentle based practices so you're not there to build a sweat you're there to connect to your body and we move in from a place of connection from the body and we explore poses that are in those more vigorous classes but in a breakdown format so that you're really feeling what it should feel like in that moment of stillness and then the next time or eventually when you find your way to these more vigorous type classes, when you hit your warrior two, you're more present in that warrior two. You have an understanding of the energy flow through the pose than maybe you did a year ago, a week ago, whenever it was. Some people can practice the energetic version of yoga for years and years without ever coming to a more still practice where they're kind of learning all those little nuances. But whenever they do find it, right, it greatly benefits them. It benefits their quicker moving practice, benefits their mind because they're creating balance in the body, right? The slow asana, the meditation, the discussion is the other half of the practice, So if somebody's only practicing quick yoga, they're only getting half. And so it's that other part. And so it seems, and and correct me if I'm wrong, it seems kind of like that mirrors recovery. As we come in, we don't want to bite off more than we can chew. It's small steps one day at a time. And this sounds like it really lays the foundation. As you said, you're not coming in and in a handstand day one, you're laying that foundation. Absolutely. It's a big foundation. And the beginning stages of new groups for me are actually 90% discussion and thought process. Right. I typically how a practice um, works in this setting is it's actually part meeting, part practice. So if you are somebody every once in a while, I'll get a client that maybe they have a court order that they have to attend X amount of groups. I can sign off on their paperwork because they are actually attending a recovery meeting. And so the first part of the practice, I bring a thought provoking reading. That is part of my own recovery. I wake up every day. I turn the next page of my book and I do a reading. I think about it. And then I bring that in if it resonates to my groups. And I want to know what people think about it. How can they relate it back to their lives? What comes up from them for them when they hear those words? And then so we open the floor for discussion. We 
touch on the reading, we touch on how it makes us feel. And if somebody is going through something so challenging that they couldn't even hear the reading while I was reading it, I encourage them to share on that, right? Because in the meeting setting, you're getting this opportunity to speak your truth. And we are not granted that frequently in our daily lives. And that's why meetings are so important. So we we touch on this meeting aspect. And then when the meeting naturally comes to a close, whenever the talking ends, we will then move to our mats. And depending on who's in the room, how new people are, we will do some movement, some poses, some breathing. And of course, Shavasana. Shavasana is final rest. It's when we lay down and do nothing. And that's always everybody's favorite part of the class. Hey, sometimes we don't have time in our day to just do that, to take a few minutes. Exactly. Yeah. Haley, you mentioned your own recovery. If you feel comfortable, whatever you feel comfortable sharing, tell us a little bit about how that helps you connect with the clients. Absolutely. Um, So I am working from a place of my own recovery. I have been in active recovery for the last seven years. Um, Sometimes my recovery is not the standard, right? So my recovery has to do around food addiction and binge eating disorder, right? So I also have a lot of clients that are dealing with um, eating disorder recovery and stuff like that. But Under the umbrella of recovery, it has to do with addictive tendencies, out-of-control feelings, and people not understanding us. And so when we're talking from this point, anything we do, it doesn't matter what we're in recovery from. I will frequently be heard saying we are all in recovery from life, who some people just aren't willing to accept it. Right. Um, Because even when you're in recovery, I'll speak for myself personally. When I am in my active recovery, which I am currently, I notice that that addictive tendency kind of branches out and falls into different areas. My shopping picks up. My social media to distract myself is on an uptick right? All these other things, right? Suddenly there's more plants in my house. I'm a big nursery goer, right? So lots of plants start appearing and it's all about tuning in, finding balance in every aspect of your life. So if you notice, right, you're doing good, you're not, you're not falling into your usual default thing, whatever that thing is to make you feel better, you'll notice it starts going other places, Right. And food is a big one for people who are in recovery from drugs and particular alcohol. When they get that alcohol under control, the eating gets out of control. And then they find themselves in eating recovery groups. Right. So I have a lot of clients who are in particular in recovery from alcohol because we can relate on that uh, food aspect in particular. Well, that's, you know, really helpful. I think anybody working with folks who are struggling is important, but to have that connection where you can say, hey, I'm, I'm with you. And as you said, any addiction is an addiction. We're not discriminating against what people are struggling with. And so right now you offer these classes in Willimantic, but there are discussions to have this, you know, expand to our many other clinics. Yes, right now we are in discussion about starting it on Zoom 
to offer a Zoom meeting weekly, which means it's almost even better because you do it from the comfort of your home, right? Um, so it'll be a Zoom meeting you can just pop into and, and join. We still have the thought-provoking reading. We still have the open floor for discussion. And then typically we will move either to our floor, a couch, or a bed, whatever you're most comfortable in. Right. And then I walk us through heavily cued so you have an understanding of where we're going. We do gentle stretching. We bring breath practices into the movement to connect them. And um, we, of course, take our Shavasana on Zoom together and then reemerge as uh, lighter beings. <laughs> so we have access to you here at Root and that Zoom option sounds very exciting. Tell people where else they can connect with you if they're interested to move this forward outside of the Root Clinic. Yes. So if you are interested in learning about anything else that we might be offering, I can be contacted through Instagram via two platforms. My personal platform is Wholeness with Haley. And then I also work for a nonprofit, Grounded for Growth. And I work on that platform as well. And we teach uh, recovery yoga across Connecticut. Great. Well, we will be sure to link those in the description below this podcast episode. Haley, thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us. Uh, hopefully this goes on to to reach more and more people here at Root and just outside above in the you know addiction uh, community. Absolutely. I think it's only appropriate to end this with a uh, namaste. Namaste. We sure hope you enjoyed this next episode of Recovery with Root, and we also hope that you will continue to tune in. So be sure to check us out on social media to learn when we'll have our future episodes. You can leave questions, comments, even topics that you'd like to see discussed in the future. If you'd like to learn more about our organization, you can visit our website at www.rootcenter.org. Until next time, remember, progress is the destination.